Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is what I want. And welcome. You know, it's funny. Every time somebody other than Brandon, if I do it, I'm John. If Stu does it, he's Stu. If one of us does it, guaranteed we're in, we're imitating John Bonus to start this podcast. Yes. It's just such a wonderful, enthusiastic. Yes. It brings you in. John mm-hmm. Bonus is the master. Anyway, this is the sportive. This is not a good podcast such as John Bonus would be on. This is the sportive instead. <laughs> Stu, how about a fresca? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, in the green room before the show, uh, I sh- John showed me that he was drinking a Surly Oktoberfest, which I appreciate. But since I've been out like uh, six of the last seven nights for various functions, I'm having a Fresca tonight. A delicious, caffeine-free, sparkling soda water, grapefruit citrus flavor. I think they're <laughs> natural flavors. So it's really, I'm in the health zone. What do you, what do you have against Sundrop, Stu? I don't have anything against Sundrop. Have you ever put uh, tequila in Sundrop? No, I have never Delicious. put tequila in a Sundrop. It's like a dirtbag margarita. It's very, it's very tasty, actually. <laughs> no, it's really that. That truly would be a dirtbag margarita. I, I would yeah. imagine that this dirtbag margarita, the Sundrop and tequila, mm-hmm. could only be drunk. I, I think only could be drunk before a demolition derby at a dirt track um... racing. You track. would do that, or you'd be like maybe just sitting out, like you know, I, I want to say, um, um, our late friend Josh Fiedler would like, you know, that was he like that drink a little bit too sometimes after like a day out in the fields. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just beer wasn't going to suffice if it had been a really hard day. So you throw a little tequila in with the sun drop, or actually a fresco would work too. It's kind of a similar flavor profile. Man, don't I wish Josh was here. We could ask him about. Sun oh drop. God, I yeah, feel just, like oh, yeah. just the. Just the weird twenty solid minutes on rural drinking habits. Oh God, <laughs> award-winning podcast, and they wouldn't even put that behind the paywall at Gleeman and the Geek. They would put oh, no. that front and fucking center. Yeah, that's so, free. That, that's right yeah. there. That's that's yeah. for everybody. Rural yeah. drinking habits is the good name oh, for a podcast. Geez. Yeah, oh, miss you, Josh. Um, do you want to talk about the Vikings here? <laughs> no, I was thinking. I was shows? just gonna. I was just going to do nothing but talk about emptiness stew because I'm fascinated oh, okay. by the whole concept. Stu's yeah, well, kids are gone and he's it, going out. You are going out more than I did when I was in college. <laughs> like this is three nights a week. I, I can't even fathom no, what that would be like. Yeah, it's not. I mean, now, now to be fair, some of this is for work. Um, but other times it's like, well, you're able to like snag a ticket to a show somewhere 
or you got a wedding, fancy pants wedding out in the uh, western suburbs, or uh, you snag some on the field passes for target field and you just sort of leap at the opportunity because this was the shit you just did not have time to do when you were younger with kids because you had to go to all of their shit because you love them and you wanted them to thrive later in life by like going to gymnastics or going to dance or going to basketball or going to any of the other, you know, like student plays. I mean, that's what you did right. and I'm glad we did it, but this is sort of the payoff for that. And you get to go do these things now and it helps because, you know, when you're also, when you have young kids, you're also flat broke because <laughs> all your money goes to them. And now it's all going to college, which, you know, is also very, very, very expensive. But we're also doing a little later in life, doing a little better in our careers. So we have a little extra to like go out and do these things. Also, it helps that I work at a place where sometimes, uh, you know, passes come into my um, sweaty, grubby palms that I can use. So there's, <laughs> there's, there's guest take, lists and stuff like go that. Go take so. pictures of bathrooms at Target Field. Pretty much, yes. Well, I mean, I'd never been down by the dugout before. Um, what John is referring to is on, on, if you follow me on the Instagrams or on Twitter, I guess, too. Uh, there, I was on the field and we're right by the home dugout and we're right by the corridor that goes into the guts of the locker room. And you can see the little tiny bathroom that's right off of the dugout. And there's just a big old plain white urinal sitting right there. That's where, you know, legends have peed before. Ron Guttenheyer <laughs> stood there just fuming at Hunter Wendelstead <laughs> taking a leak after getting kicked out, just having the whole red ass. Oh God. Legends, friends. The best Legends. the best part of that sentence, there were two great parts about that sentence. Number one, no one's ever said that sentence before in the history of the world. <laughs> Number two, it wasn't totally clear whether it was Ron Gardenhire or Hunter Wendelstead that was taking the leak. And so you yeah. can imagine it either way. Yeah, you know, it's the theater of the imagination. The puzzle. That's right. The sportive is so often a theater of the imagination. Yes. All right. So with that out of the way, we really should talk about the Vikings. And Stu, hmm. remember last week? Oh, That was a better yeah. week than this week. Yeah, it's probably for the best that we were actually going to record on Thursday, but I fell into those uh, baseball tickets. So we didn't record on Thursday where we would have gloated, just been like, oh, God, 17-0, here we come. This right. is the best. Uh, but they knew what they were doing. They spooned out Spielman and Zimmer. They brought in new guys with fresh ideas, and they promptly just get thumped on the road in prime time. Just, just absolutely. It it really was very similar to the NFC Championship game the last time Minnesota it was, was in. Well, no, the defense was better in this game because at least right. they didn't fall apart. In the, they actually like held their own in the second half. So, I mean, a Zimmer defense would have absolutely gotten boat raced all, all game long. Sorry. Chicken. Yeah, I, I well, I mean, <laughs> he's not here yet, but there'll be time for our also to be fair to chicken. I think uh, I think Philly took their uh, foot off the uh, accelerator a little bit in the second half, mostly because they were just they're getting tired from getting eight yards every play. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to We got to conserve a little energy, guys. We're doing too yeah. much running. Come on, this is on a short offense. week. There's a game on Sunday. It's a short <laughs> week. Let's just let's settle down here. Let's just only let's get the bag. next running play. Couple of first down punts. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. And, the, and I mean, I I was at the uh, <laughs> speaking of being out, I was at the Tenacious D show last night, but I got home in time for the second half, so I missed. I mean, I caught up on the train on the, how awful the first half was, and in the second half, I got to see the Kirk Cousins show. So I mean, I didn't get to see a <laughs> lot of the suffering, not all the suffering, but 
I got to see Kirk just vintage primetime Kirk. Primetime Kirk is just I mean, something else, man. Yeah. I mean, that first interception was not his fault. That was Jefferson said he fucked up. He should have gone in front of Darius Slay, but he went behind him and Kirk threw it right to Slay. You could argue that Kirk should know better or figure something out and not do that, but it seemed to be pretty clear that everyone said that was on Jefferson. But the other two were just vintage Kirk fuck-ups. Man, you could not throw more beautiful interceptions than those two. Just and again, after and it was and it took them, they were getting back in the game. They had a block kick, got them into like inside the 30. They had a I think it was an inter, a bad interception by Philly, like a bobble or something like that, that got them inside the 20 that could have conceivably would not have, I mean, I don't think it would have mattered in the end, but it would have at least made it interesting. Yeah. And both I mean, times, both times Kirk just ended any hope. I mean, just stifled it, like just smothered it right in the cradle. As you sort of mentioned, it did feel like not getting those things obviously hurt the Vikings, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it basically just meant that they didn't have the chance to lose 41 to 24 instead of 24 to seven. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a, it was just a bad, I mean, the positive, and I don't mean to sound like an apologist at all, but after the game, it's like O'Connell said, yeah, this was on me. I, I <laughs> everything about this was on me. We screwed up. That comes back to me. Whereas uh, last year, I think Captain Redass would have just torn everyone a new asshole because this is never Zimmer's fault. This is, you know, this is Spielman. This is Cousins. His beautiful defense didn't get the good players in the draft. So, you know, that's kind of my my only silver lining from last night's game. And also the fact that this team that got their ass kicked by Philly kicked the ass of the Green Bay Packers, which means I think by the law of continuation means Philadelphia would be Green Bay by 55 points. <laughs> that is how these things work. Yeah. Let's so, not yeah. talk about how Green Bay looked like a competent football team in week two. Against John, against who? Well, against, you know, all right. So it wasn't exactly against the varsity, but no. they beat the Bears, and that's they something. Beat the Bears. Yeah, that's something, but, you know, we, we, we need these straws to grasp at because it's a very long season. And um, we, need, we need the Vikings to be a lot more like week one than week two. They've got everyone's everyone's favorite fun boyfriend, the Detroit Lions, coming to town because they watched Hard Knocks and they all want to like die for Dan Campbell, who is an insane person. Um, and genuinely, uh, genuinely nuts, crazy. In I, the can't, I can't get over. I cannot get over that. I didn't see Hard Knocks because I don't have HBO, but there was one. It made its rounds, and it was Dan Campbell who first said. I believe if I, I believe I have this correct, he first said that he and his dog polish off three pints of ice cream every night. And then later he hinted that this was just a smoke screen to throw people off the scent of something that is insane galaxy brain behavior. Yeah. And I can see why everybody loves him. Because yeah. that's nuts. He's, I think, he's, crazy he's just time. a he's just a genuinely weird dude who happens to be an NFL head coach. And all NFL Every head NFL, coaches yeah. are weird as hell, but he's weird in a different way. Yeah, he like, you know, he's more weird than an absolute psychopath, like most football coaches. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he clearly like lives and breathes for this game, which is not good for his health no. mentally or physically. 
but um, he's, just, he's just a different brand of weirdo than the type of weirdo we're used to. We're used to the red asses, they're the Belichick, you know, just uh, on to the next, you know, whatever. Don't ask me about cheating, whatever. I have no joy in my life. 17 Super Bowl rings and I've never been happy, that type of thing. So they're all just different varieties of weird. So, mm-hmm. Well, it was, I thought it was interesting to see, like, after the Green Bay game, you could... Mm-hmm being excited obviously but also you could look around and go well the packers were missing both of their starting tackles which made it a lot easier to rush the passer yep and also all of their wide receivers were either 52 years old in the case of randall cobb or 16 years old and so our our guy aaron Rodgers threw a fit when one of them dropped a pass and refused to throw to him for two quarters so maybe it was not really giving us a true picture of what the Vikings might be like. And that really was I mean, born out. Yeah. I mean, well, they also, I mean, the Vikings did an effective job of stopping the run. Um, and the bears game that I actually watched most of um, the Packers were able to like get Sammy Watkins and the other veteran of uh, Randall, the 45 year old Randall. Sammy, uh, so Sammy I, Watkins I, is. Yeah. I think so, he I mean, was on my fantasy football team in 1993. With yeah, yeah, with your veteran help from Randall Cobb, um, right. and uh, the Bears are so bad. I mean, they were th- both those guys were open on multiple plays, whereas that was not the case with the with the Vikings. The Vikings did not get beat by Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb. So you do have to. Get, I mean, we'll, I'll give them that much credit for the first game, as disappointing as the last one was that they looked really, really good. They did what they had to do against Green Bay. Then they went on the road and lost to a really good team. It was like Jalen Hurts might actually be a legitimate National Football League quarterback. And they have talent at wide receiver. They got that monster on defense. Is it Jason Peters? Is that what his name is? Or some, I can't remember his name. But he's Jason Peter played for Nebraska in the yes, 90s. Right. So yes, you're right. You're right. I cannot remember. God, I can read. But yeah, they're, uh, they're a formidable team. And I know that. The discussion on the internet this morning was like, what fresh hell would a Buffalo Bills, Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl be? <laughs> they would have to tear down Phoenix after the Super right. Bowl. Because that's just, I could not imagine just the sheer dirtbaggery. <laughs> Rather than holding it at the stadium, Bowl. they would just have to build a temporary stadium in the yeah. desert. That could they, be torn down. They would have to do like whoever built those, uh, the, the World Cup stadiums in Qatar. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, oh, a hundred people died building this, but it's like yeah, more will die at the game. Don't worry about it; they'll all watch. We're it just gonna time. we're just gonna get it out of the way and designate it as a super fun site. Yeah, people, do, yeah, we're gonna just, do that in advance. And yeah, just sign a waiver before you go to the game. You you will probably lose a loved one or your own life here, mm-hmm. but it'll be worth it because you know, go Bills, go Birds. So, <laughs> and to be fair, they both look really good. The Bills look phenomenal. The Bills look what like a you- fucking freight train. What do you what do you think that over two weeks? What do you think of this Ed Donatello defense? Um, I always want to call him Ed Donatello because I grew up in the nineteen nineties. Um, they look great. They look great at week one. They look terrible on week two, or at least the first. Here's, half. here's the thing: I don't get. I'm not. This is. I'm getting out over my skis here a little bit because I'm not exactly a tape eater. But you can't help but notice that in this Ed Donatello design defense. You know, people talk about cover two and having two deep safeties, but there's less safeties and more like punt returners. They're mm-hmm. so far back from the line of scrimmage, yeah. which 
I guess is fine in the sense that the, you know people keep using the phrase "bend but don't break," but the yeah. Eagles average eight yards a play or whatever. Yeah. So it just it seems like it gives Kendricks and Jordan Hicks mm-hmm. an awful lot to do, especially mm-hmm. when they're facing somebody like Jalen Hurts who can run. Mm-hmm. Because basically, when you move two safeties back thirty yards away from the line of scrimmage or whatever everything that's happening underneath in the field, you've got Kendricks and Hicks trying to chase receivers around and then they got to turn around and chase Hertz down. And you're playing when you're in the, 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 the nickel defense or whatever, they're, they're pretty much down to a four line and the two quote unquote outside linebackers who are actually defensive ends and Tomlinson and Phillips. And you can't necessarily contain a mobile quarterback with just four guys up front and two linebackers running around while your safeties are backpedaling back to your own goal line every play. It's all, I don't know. It, and I mean, you can, you can give that type of space to the receivers when the receivers are Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins. Yeah, exactly. You know, and when the quarterbacks, they're lipping, they're lipping to those eight yards to you. <laughs> Whereas if you've got the Eagles, you've got Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. I mean, they're legitimately great receivers. So I mean, that's, and when, I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers back there. He's going to stay where you put him when yeah. you turn around, when you're chasing a receiver and you turn around and get your head around and look at where the quarterback mm-hmm. is. He's going to be right where you left him. He's not going to avoid anything. Yeah. Anybody who can avoid anybody is going to give this defense troubles mm-hmm. as long as they decide they need two safeties and three cornerbacks all running backwards at the Samp. So yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about the defense, but yeah, at the same time, it's no worse than the Zim defense. Yeah. Yeah. They're one. I mean, honestly, this, this, they played two potential Super Bowl teams the first two weeks and went one and one. I mean, what are you going to do? If it's, if this shit happens against like, there's a fairly soft part of the schedule coming up. Like if Detroit does like a 38 to 24 on them next week, then yeah, let's. Then, then you hit the start. panic button. Yes. I think that's absolutely worthy of the panic button. So. If you, if you lose to Detroit by two touchdowns, mm-hmm. anybody should hit the panic button. When no. was the last time the Lions won a game by two touchdowns? Oh, That's a real me. question. That's a great question. I should also make sure that they play the Lions next week. I may be lying about this. Hold When's here. the London game? Is the London game next? Well, that, that is in um, two weeks. Two um, weeks it's October, oh, October 2nd. They play New Orleans in London. But, um, shoot, I cannot. Huh. Lots. My phone's not working, John. What in the hell? No. Right. No. Well, it's up to Come me. Phone. It's up to me. I'm the only one who has the internet. <sighs> they play by. Wait a sec. Oh, that was a preseason schedule. I was about to read you the preseason schedule. That would have been great. Yep. It's <laughs> quality content. Not only do they play Denver, they mm-hmm. already lost to Denver. This Damn. is very strange. I don't understand what's going on. No, it's Detroit next week, and then okay. the following week is when they're in. London. London. Sweet. So, yeah, I mean, it's nice. They've got home game, neutral site game, home game coming up. And, yeah. And you know, uh, like you say, it's the Lions, the Bears, and the, and the Saints. Saints so. And the Saints have got a quarterback with five broken bones in his back. So, mm. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know this very well. Is that bad? Is that, that is bad not good? <laughs> they put him in because he's not playing, is not going to make it worse. To which I say to you, what doctor signed off on that statement? Hi, everybody. Your broken back, your broken back will not be made worse by playing professional football. <laughs> you have too much blood. Oh. <laughs> oh, so yeah, this is um these next three games are very winnable. And you know, then 
they'll maybe play a better team and we'll see how they are. If things work out well. So, yeah, I, I mean, guess, I, I guess, I mean, it's uh, last night sucked. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I didn't see the first half. It's really Irv Smith dropping a 65 yard touchdown. <laughs> that would have probably made me very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to, yeah, it's, it's way too early to uh, lose your shit. I think Philadelphia is really fucking good and the Vikings are still trying to figure some shit out. So that's all. I think the thing to know about the NFL is it's never too early. Oh yeah. I mean, lose it. Oh, there's, oh yeah. I mean, if you're like uh, the, uh, who am I thinking of? I was going to say Arizona, but Arizona actually won last week, despite not deserving to. Um, but like, you know, the Browns and other teams that are 0-2 right now are just like, oh, oh boy. There's... Boy, bad things seem to be happening to the Cleveland Browns. I can't wonder, imagine yeah, what, what they would have done. What, what sort of karmic sort of uh, retribution? On themselves. Um, oh, God. Um, God. A couple other, like, uh, um, did you, um, were you, were you watching any football on Sunday, John, or were you doing kid stuff? I was doing kid stuff. I'm always doing kid stuff. Oh, but at the, so sometimes the TV I did, can be on in the background while you're doing kid stuff. At, at about at about six thirty, I had finally basically had enough of anything to do with family life. So I just popped myself <laughs> down on the couch and turned on like you know the NFL Network has. I think they have pretty much constantly rolling highlights and yes, so, yes they do. So I watched that for a while, and so I saw Arizona, the highlights of Arizona's comeback, and the highlight of the Jets' yeah. comeback, and yeah. Um, Despite trying to take a day off from drinking on Sunday, um, I went, I uh, had to run some errands. So I had to get an errand beer as part of the errand running. Ooh. And um, I got to, um, you're, you're familiar with Sweeney's in St. Paul, I, I yep. believe, right? Yeah, I've been there. Um, so I was like, gosh, I mean, I was at the uh, uh, Midway uh, Target. So I just went and zipped back over the interstate and uh, went there and they have Red Zone. Mm-hmm. One of the, and I had never actually been in the same room as a Red Zone before. Oh, really? Oh, John. Oh, John. And when I had left, I was I had checked my um, uh, fantasy uh, team and I play fantasy mm-hmm. football. You can probably tell by how sexy I sound. Um, mm-hmm. But I have um, uh, Lamar Jackson. So I was following the Baltimore Miami game. It was 35-14 Baltimore. And it was, you know, oh, cool. That's fun. Get to Sweeney's. Baltimore had just made it, or Miami had just made it 35 to 35 by throwing three <laughs> consecutive bombs to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And that was watching the end of that game. That was fun as hell. That um, I, I have no idea if that's replicable for the Dolph- Dolphins have been bad for as long as you've been alive. I know that. Mm-hmm. And almost as long as I've been alive, that's how long that's been, but that was fun. And I mean, you cannot fight speed sometimes. And just watching those two guys run down the field, in Baltimore, trying just not to lose their 21 point lead and failing miserably. I mean, and, and, and like Lamar Jackson played like Randall, he had a 75 yard touchdown. Hmm. He's, he's incredible. They were just pounding the shit out of him. And then Miami just said, Oh yeah, we got these fast guys. We'll just throw it up. Well, Tua can do that. Right. And to his credit, <laughs> he did. So that was fun. And then there's like other that weird Arizona Oakland game. The Browns Jets game was weird. Um, it was just there was a lot of good weird football and red zone lets you watch all of it, John. <laughs> I would almost get cable again just for that or direct TV or whatever. It was that you know fun. I remember back before I was married and I had red zone. And it was a lot different. It was a different life in so many different ways. Yeah, it's like it's, you're like describing an alien civilization. Or something. It really, 
I legitimately I've only been married for eight and a half years, but I legitimately don't remember what it was like before. I remember I had red zone, but mm-hmm. that's about all I remember from before the before times. Yeah. It's and the amazing I... thing is we we did this podcast before I was married. If you go back to the start of this podcast, you can hear non-married John. Yeah. My takes weren't any better back then. No, mine, mine were worse, I think, because I was I had no sleep and no money. So that was, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, why can't I have no kids and three money? <laughs> I'm just repeating well, Simpsons lines all night. That's what that's I'm OK. Saying. Yeah, that's, my my you, yeah, that's, that's going to continue until they're out of the house. Trust to just trust on that. And it's oh. it's not recent Simpsons lines either, folks. Oh. These oh, are no. Simpsons lines from the 1990s. Oh. Um. John, I was at a wedding on Saturday, so I did not see the University of Minnesota Golden Gopher football team pound the living hell out of one of the worst college football teams on planet Earth, which is somehow the Colorado Buffaloes, (laughs) located in one of the most beautiful cities in America, and yet somehow can't get any good players there. Can you please explain this to me? It's utterly amazing to me how well the Gophers non-conference schedule managed to line up for them this year not only did they manage to get a team from a power five conference in colorado Mm -hmm. but also finagle three home games this year because they Mm -hmm. only have four home games in the big 10 and of course if they don't have seven home games everyone will die the the earth will stop spinning yes maybe we'll have to tailgate somewhere else it's it's, (laughs) where will she go that's, I'll be a St. I, Thomas game if I had to guess, but yeah. <laughs> uh, not not interested. Not interested. Yeah, in yeah, that. Not, yeah that's fine. Those jerks. Anyway, um, to be able, they make these schedules years in advance, and yet the Gophers managed to get last year's worst team in one A in New Mexico State, maybe one of the worst teams in one double A in I'm gonna say Western Illinois, and I'm pretty sure I'm right about that, and then probably the worst team in college football in major college football in Colorado just eight they they got beat 41 to 10 I think the week before by Air Force yes and I I happened to check in on Air Force the last Friday uh because I had nothing better to do so I was watching Air Force play Wyoming Wyoming not a football power Air Force was really struggling to move the ball against Wyoming they did not struggle to move the ball against Colorado. They ran for 350 or 400 yards or something. That's that's a bad football team in Colorado. And the Gophers blitzed them. Just absolutely ran up all over them. And yep. that's what they should do. Did you see, I don't know if you saw this, Colorado's athletic director pretty much right after the game issued an apology <laughs> to Colorado fans. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. When you're getting beat 49 to 7 by Minnesota, you pretty much have two choices. You can fire the coach or you can publicly apologize. There's there's no middle ground for if it if it happens to other Big 10 teams, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be more apologies. I just but in the same way, you know, I think in the same way that I thought people were getting ahead of themselves a little bit on the Vikings after week 1, I don't think you can take any information whatsoever from the Gophers so far this season. Those are bad football teams, yeah. and they're going to find out a lot this this week when they go to Michigan State. Yeah. Michigan and State I mean, might not be perfect. They lost at Washington, but a lot of teams lose at Washington. So, yeah. 
I, I think they'll I think they'll find out more about where where they're going to end up. It's it's a nice it's a Philadelphia game for them. They can you yeah. know and I don't think Michigan State is as good as Philadelphia is. Philadelphia I think is a legitimate title contender. I don't think Michigan State is going to contend for a a Big Ten title or the NCAA championship, but. Um, I think that just watching um, 37-year-old uh, Tanner Morgan um, light up defenses and Mo Ibrahim is like legitimately good. I think that's fair mm-hmm. to say. I mean, that's they got a shot. I mean, the West is wide open. It's true. They, Iowa yeah. can't score any points. No, Wisconsin, Iowa's so fun. I the the thing that people keep saying about Wisconsin is whether they're good or not, I think they have to play Ohio state and Michigan or something as their crossover yeah. games. So yeah. they're Wisconsin they is not good. Yeah. They're getting screwed by the schedule. Michigan state yeah. may or may not be good. P- Purdue may or may not. Yeah. Purdue lost to somebody stupid. I think Purdue lost to somebody really stupid. Yeah, Syracuse. I think. Yeah. Not, yeah. and not like Donovan McNabb Syracuse, but no. today's Syracuse. More like Sean McPherson Syracuse. Um, yeah. may, it might've been Ronnie cycling. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the, I mean that this is this it's right there for them, and I mean they've got an they've got an experienced team. It's mm-hmm. it it's there for the taking. I mean, go do it. Just there's it's a like you said it's a fairly easy schedule compared to Wisconsin's. That's too bad. We all feel bad for Wisconsin. Um, remember when they had Washington State come there to play at Madison, and then they lost to Washington State. I do remember that. That Wasn't was that great. fun? That was pretty fun. I think they had to pay them too. I think it was one of those like <laughs> they paid Washington State like seven hundred and fifty thousand or something like that to do there it. There is nothing better than it's a college football thing. team that pays to get beat at home, except when it happens it's to a team a, that I like. In which case, it's tragic yes. and sad. So it's it's bad when North Dakota State does it to Minnesota, but when Georgia Southern does it to Nebraska, it's extremely it's, funny. It's, it's extremely funny. <laughs> Spencer Hall had a really good line about that game. Is that the only way that could have been funnier is if Georgia Southern was still running the triple option, because <laughs> <laughs> it would have been also just dog ass tired. <laughs> And the game would have lasted 45 minutes. <laughs> oh my God. That was, that was so fun. And I'm, I, I do feel if you, if you want to pour out the rest of Oktoberfest for Herm Edwards, your, your rivals in Tempe getting destroyed by Eastern. Except, except he beat Arizona like 16 times in a row. Yes, somehow. It was the only yeah. thing he did. That's the only thing he could do is beat Arizona. And um, Arizona actually beat North Dakota state. Yeah. Ended NDSU's winning streak over 118 yeah. or something like Isn't, that is arizona's coach a former gophers assistant no, who is it is it jed is, fish no that can't be right okay i i, I he can't be I, a head coach he was a terrible assistant i know is, the name the name right was familiar though. yeah you go ahead i'll do i can do some vamping here um do, 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 do. oh my god i think that do, is right do, 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 do. that's right really I, wow. oh, it is right. Oh, Jed Fish is one of the biggest morons. Here was the thing about <laughs> Jed Fish. So, Jed Fish, he he was a he he was coaching in the pros somewhere. He was Denver's quarterback coach or something like that. This is back in the Brew era where okay. it was the blind and one legged leading the, the missing. There there was a lot of stupidity in the football <laughs> building at the time. And they brought in Jed Fish, and Jed's idea 
was that they were going to install a pro style offense with a lot of motion and it was really going to confuse defenses and it worked in the sense that the defense really didn't know what the offense was doing because the offense didn't really know what they would they they literally needed to spend most of their time practicing how to line up and go in motion because every game they would get three, four, five illegal procedure penalties because they had these incredibly complicated sets and motion and stuff. And they just, there wasn't time to practice all of the stupid stuff because Jed fish was too dumb to realize that (laughs) you only have limited practice time. It's not, these are not professional people going to work every day. These are people who were the best player in high school and now have a lot to learn at the college level. And there was no time for teaching that because Jed made it insanely complicated. And now I have to be happy that he beat NDSU because I forgot that he was the football coach at Arizona. I think he beat him at the gun too. I think it was like a 31 28, like nail biter or something like that. So, wow. Well, that was, that I, just, was I did not think we were going to go down the listener, North Dakota the State analysis here. Yeah. We really, we really are going down the college football scoreboard here. Well, I mean, this is this, we've whatever, mentioned Air uh, Force, Wyoming, mm-hmm. Georgia Southern, Nebraska, yep. Arizona, NDSU. Now these are games of personal interest and local it's, interest, but I gotta believe there's not a lot of Minnesota Minnesota no. sports podcasts that are really getting into the weeds of the ups well, and downs, the qualities and the demerits of Arizona's head football coach. Well, speaking of um, uh, beautiful college campuses, uh, one of the least beautiful um, in um, Ames, Iowa, um, the <laughs> Iowa State Iowa game was a blast. That was fun <laughs> for everyone involved. El Asico always seems to up the stakes for dreadful football, and Iowa currently is doing p- abstract art with the uh, playing of football games. Um, they just I mean, well, the, the seven to three game against uh, who did? Uh, why can I not remember the team that they beat? South Dakota three. State. South, South Dakota, Dakota State. State. The, seven, double, you know, the, uh, the only the seven Iowa to three seven. With two safeties. Seven yeah, to three with two safeties, everyone. And they they carried that momentum into a game against Iowa State, and they lost that one too. And in, I mean, a, in the dumbest way possible, and it couldn't oh, happen to a worse group of fans. Oh, just, I mean. Even Mike Zimmer thinks the nepotism on the Iowa staff has gone too far. <laughs> it's just, I just, oh God. I, and I just, I, I adore watching the Hawkeyes just, and they almost, I mean, they beat Nevada, um, but they scored a touchdown, but Nevada lost to like Incarnate Word, which is one of those <laughs> Bible schools that they're going to find out was just a tax shelter for pedophiles in like 2022. Yeah, like Liberty. Yeah, Liberty. Yeah, well, then Liberty lost this weekend too. That's 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 great. So I'm not going to be sad about that either. Um, All right, fill some time. I need some beer. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, if you haven't yet, I recommend watching um, Shorzy on Hulu. It's part of the Letterkenny universe, uh, hockey based. Only six episodes, but it's very funny. Um, it's just got a definite, just, it's got a very similar style of humor. And again, it's only six episodes long. It's a mild commitment. So, but it also is like one of the better, like hockey entertainments I've seen. I, it's right up there, a slap shot and goon for me. So how is, how is it? I mean, it's part of the letter Kenny universe, but yes. how is it not just six episodes of letter Kenny? You know what I mean? It, 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 
you can tell they know what they're talking about with like hockey culture, mm. if that makes sense. It's just, it's, but it's similar like that. I don't want to say it's like stoner humor, but it's got that kind of like, you know, sensibility to it. And it's just very, the wordplay is fantastic. It's very Canadian. It is very, they understand, they, they understand the culture, the weird. Um, you don't, you know how chicken always talks about how, brain-damaged goalies are, Mm -hmm. that's a very key plot point in this. Right. It's just, the goalie's just strange. And, which you have to be to be a goalie, yes. To be a goalie. You you gotta be nuts to do it. So, anyway, I recommend that. Again, it's only six episodes. Just, it's on your Hulu. Go there. Just enjoy it. Yeah, it's fun. Don't watch it. Yeah, then go watch Letterkenny. There's a whole bunch of Letterkenny to catch up on if you like Shorzy. So... (laughs) Anyway, and again, we're talking about all of this stuff, so we don't have to talk about the baseball team. Oh man, which is just I, good God, this weekend was bad. It was it it was kind of nice. The, the question this whole season has been: people have been asking, you know, the Twins are in first place. Why don't you just enjoy it? Why can't you enjoy it, Stu? Why don't Why don't you just enjoy it? The Twins are in first place. They're not always in first place. Why don't you just enjoy it? How come people aren't enjoying it? How come people aren't going to the games? How come they aren't just enjoying this first place Twins team? And it was sort of vindicating uh, just to see everyone who said, the reason we're not getting involved in this is because they're not very good. And it's extremely frustrating to watch them. And it hurts my soul. Yes. And it was all, it all came to a head. It came to a head in that previous Cleveland series where the bullpen blew 50 games, but it really was cleansing like an enema is the phrase that comes to mind <laughs> for this weekend series against, against the guardians. Cleansing like an enema that you paid $20 for in the back of a Wendy's. <laughs> I think that's very. That get, sounds that's so specific. It almost has to come from personal yeah, experience. You get a free frosty. It's it's kind of a good deal. Honestly, <laughs> you got your frosty going in one end, and who yeah, knows coming out, the coming out the other. Yep, yep. There you go. Yeah. Hope you stop listening before then, mom. Um, <laughs> um, like yeah, you I, know, my one of my parents actually does listen to this podcast, and I just want to thank you for inserting all the swears into yep. last time's top six list that. I had oh, to read God. out and you know. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. There you go. Just I just yeah. I can't I can't my, help myself. I <laughs> my dad's like dad was a- the state's welfare state of Mississippi's <laughs> welfare money. I just can't help myself yeah. spend it yeah. on awful things because I'm a monster. Um but yeah, yeah, like you said, that just they obviously the injuries are a major factor, but not the only factor. Um they did they needed to make the moves that they made you know, at the trade deadline earlier to shore up that pitching because they were killing their bullpen by pulling their starters early. But if they hadn't pulled their starters early, they would have been like, they would have, they would never built a five game lead to begin with because their starting pitchers. Once it's the third time through the order, they are bad in practice. All of them, except maybe like, you know, Joe Gray, sometimes it's not any good to have to, you know, pull them early and then kill your bullpen. And then your bullpen ends up being unreliable, hurt, or both. There's no clutch hitting. It makes me sad. It's just, and the other thing, I, 
the one thing you do have to not credit them with exactly, but at least be understanding of is they've had so many injuries. Mm-hmm. I, I had to go get the box score because I wanted to make sure I got these names right. But I saw in the box score from yesterday's game, they got absolutely hammered by the Indians, the Guardians yesterday. Boy, I'll keep writing 1997 on my checks, everybody. Um, <laughs> they got absolutely hammered. And I saw that an outfielder, no, not an outfielder, uh, somebody got into the game named Hamilton. And I was like, oh, they put in Billy Hamilton. No, mm-hmm. it was somebody else named Caleb Hamilton, who yep. I have never heard of. In I don't know either one life. of them. I don't know either one of them. I, I barely I, I know uh Gilberto Celestino now because he keeps fucking up all the time. So I know who yep. he is now. Um there's like a Palacios on the team. Don't yep. know who he is. But who's that? I don't know. Who's what's could his first a, name? Could be could be one of the coaches. I don't know. No one knows. There's, there's a Contreras who I thought I knew, but it no, turns out I his name wrong. His name is Mark. Contreras. Yep. Yeah. You were thinking of a different Contreras. Never heard of that. Like guy. Wilson, probably. Yeah. I was it's thinking funny. of Wilson. It's not Wilson. It's Mark Constrict. Yeah. Here's the key. Yeah. You know, here's, here's, here's what I can tell you about the Twins right now. When I was at the game on Thursday, I went and um, tracked down Gleeman because he was there for the athletic. And all we did was talk about our divorced friends and how they're doing. That's all we did. <laughs> we didn't talk about baseball at all. So <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly, we all have reached middle age. Yeah. It was like, God damn it. There's just, I mean, there's a game going on right behind us. It's like, yeah, sure. It's, it's the Royals, whatever. <laughs> They'll probably win and it won't matter, which is exactly what happened. Um, yeah. Matt Walner. Who is Matt, Matt Walner? Matt Walner's actually, he's, I think he's one of us, John. Is he really? I believe he's from Forest Lake. Oh, so, man. Go yeah, Lakers. The, the, the Lakers pride of, right? The pride of state aid. Yeah. Um, the pride of state um, aid. Yeah. Let's see. That's how you get to Schaefer and Taylor's Falls. You know this. Um, state aid. Oh, I thought you said state aid as no, in they were state. on the take. Take no, that, no. Forest Lake. That doesn't yeah, sound no, right no. to me, but Stu knows no, more no. about these northern <laughs> suburbs than no, I do. No, no. I, 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 they're hardworking people up there in forest. Like, um, maybe I don't give a shit. Um, yeah. Uh, God, the twins are, oh man, it's just so hard. Oh, no, arises. The only thing I've left with the twins, I, I looked at tonight's spot score and I'll tell you, I'll tell you folks right now. I know that you're waiting to hear this because you're listening live. Mm-hmm. Luis Arise is over for four right now. Which is terrible because all I'm hanging my hat on for the rest of the year is Luis arrives denying Aaron Judge the triple crown. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to know why he's 0 for 4 instead of 0 for 3, John? Why is that? Um, in the uh, first inning, he hit a sacrifice fly, but Celestino fucked up tagging from third and he didn't score. So it was just, how, a, so it was just an out. How do, you, how, do you, how do you fail to tag up from first? I, don't I mean, tag know. up from third. Did he trip? I don't know. I think... I think Judd Zolgad said they just send him to Paul Molitor's house for the rest of the year. <laughs> just have Molitor teach him base running. Okay. <laughs> but they need they need the players, though. They have to have Celestino in there because they don't have anybody else. Okay. So baseball is a difficult game. As a kid, baseball yeah. is somewhat of a difficult game to understand. It's not like soccer where you can just run around after the ball or even like basketball. You play three on three with your buddies, even moving to five on five full court. You've got some idea what's going on. I can understand if you screw up some minutia, something very different that you're not going to run into a lot when you're a kid playing baseball. Yeah. That's going to happen. That's part of the reason they play baseball to teach the game. 
But even nine-year-olds know when there's a fly ball and you're on third base, you go and stand on third base until the fly ball is caught and you run home. I How just, do you mess that up? I mean, I'm going to find out that he pulled a hamstring or something, and I'm going to feel bad about this. But No, you're not going to feel bad about it. He's, he's been the bane of my existence low these three weeks, the non-pitching bane of my existence. Um, everyone else, Pagan, Lopez, they're all, they're all on the list. They're all on the list, John. But, I mean, so what I'm saying is you can feel bad for them on mm-hmm. everywhere but on the mound with yeah. injuries and stuff, but – People keep saying, well, you know, they're not going to fire Volvi. They're not going to fire Levine. Why not? I mean, I don't want people to lose their jobs, but I don't understand why they're untouchable. Every, almost every trade they made this year, not only didn't work out, it worked out. It didn't work out in a truly spectacular way. Yeah. Trading Taylor Rogers for Pagan and for Chris Paddock. Paddock. Paddock was immediately hurt. He was hurt before too, but they just decided it was fine something uh, a theme that's going to reoccur later mm-hmm. he was immediately hurt pagan they stuck with the whole season despite him being maybe the worst relief pitcher in baseball they traded for jorge, jorge lopez who immediately went in the tank yep they traded send the sunny gray trade worked out okay that's that's the one that you mm-hmm. can feel okay about yep. it worked out okay yeah. not great but okay it'll be fine yeah they traded they they traded for michael fomer i guess he's been fine yeah I, they yeah, traded for whatever. they traded for tyler molly who had shoulder problems they yep. said Just, oh yeah don't he's fine out. his shoulder's fine his shoulder wasn't fine it was no. not fine again a week later mm-hmm. and yeah shoulder problems are bad you don't want shoulder problems in your pitching that's the one that you can't fix you can have tommy john on the elbow you can you know have all other sorts of tendons from cadavers but once the shoulder's gone it's it's over johnny it's over the the falvey and levine have been around for a number of years and the whole whole reason to bring them in was that they were going to have a different view of pitching they were going to develop pitching they were going to turn the twins into a pitching factory Mm -hmm. and they got all these young arms and Mm -hmm. they got all these guys who they declared they could fix and turn into great arms and they've done absolutely nothing nope and Duran, Cleveland, Cleveland Duran is good. Despite Cleveland, despite being them being gone for six years, continues yep. just to turn out arms. Yep. So who knows who's responsible for that there at this point? Because I mean, this is six years. It's not going to. These aren't I mean, guys that they drafted six years ago. These are young pitchers that keep coming and keep performing for the Guardians, who um, have a payroll of like forty-five bucks. I'm going to make a comparison that is relevant mostly to me. And you'll see why, because do you remember when the Gophers hired Dan Monson away from Gonzaga? Oh, yeah. Gonzaga was like, oh, this weird, you know, this weird Washington school is suddenly decent at basketball. And the Gophers hired him. It's like, man, what a coup. They got this. They they got this Gonzaga guy who's up and coming. Well, Dan Monson, like four years later, was coaching at Long Beach State. And in the same time, Gonzaga had gone on to become a national powerhouse. Like everyone was like, wow. They got Dan Monson. Well, what is that going to do to Gonzaga? It's going to do nothing but improve them. In the same way, getting Falvey and Levine from Cleveland. Well, Falvey came from Texas, I think, but Levine came. Yeah. Cleveland went on to continue to be good at developing pitching, whereas nothing. I guess what I'm saying is that Falvey and Levine are the Dan Monson of 
baseball front answer front office yeah, i just yeah it, it's hard to i mean i'm i get why people are pissed off at baldelli all year i get it but i don't know what else he could have done yeah i mean he, he, he probably had a quick hook more than he should have but again the numbers spoke for themselves on those pitchers in the third time through the order yeah There's, but I, I i know what the numbers say but with as bad as the bullpen is and as taxed as the bullpen was at some point they just had to say listen you're pitching pretty well we're going to leave you in for the third time and you're going to have to be a professional about it and try to do the best you can we're not going to we're not going to continuously put our starters in the best position which leaves the bullpen in the worst position there's got to be a balance between those things and i'm not saying that the bullpen would have gotten any better because the bullpen was terrible and the people who constructed it should be embarrassed of themselves. I think but, the bullpen would have come into the game with runners on first and third instead of a fresh set of. Mm, I, I don't know, and I mean, I, I, it could yeah, have been just, any worse than it was. Yeah, I can't. I can't be upset with him about not putting Chris Archer out there for a third time through the order. I just can't. There's a lot of other stuff that I can be mad about, but that's not one of them. So I don't know. But like, but I can again, be mad about when you're, it. When, you're, when you have the quick hook with that bullpen, then it's going. You know, then you're going to get questions like, well, why not just throw them just, they can't be any worse. And well, the numbers say, yes, they actually could have been worse, but I just, it's disappointing itself because it was a fun little spring and it gave us a little hope, a little, little sunshine in our pocket. And uh, it just sort of, they were, they they were the Detroit Tigers all summer, which sucks because it sucked. It was just does. And it did and does suck. Yes. So, uh, so that'll do I, it. Well, you know, everyone was saying, well, the twin season ended, but then the Vikings won uh, against the Packers and everyone yeah, said, well, that worked. That worked out nicely. Well, you and know, now, yeah. the Vikings lost to the Eagles, but the wild mm-hmm. start on Sunday. So they do uh, the first preseason game. is oh, on Sunday, okay. yeah. oh, I thought it was like, God, that's early for, but yeah, that makes sense. The preseason was first training camp already started. It's, it starts this week, I think. Okay. I mean, the, over the last couple of years now, no matter when any season starts, it's like, yeah, that's about right. You start the NHL season in September 1st. Oh, yeah, I think they always start September 1st. Or yep. the NBA season starts on Christmas Day. Yeah. Don't they always start on Christmas Day? I can't, I can't remember. I think they always start on Christmas Day. So, frankly, the earlier the NHL season would start, the better. Yeah, it's it done early. <laughs> it keeps Putin from kidnapping Kaprizov, so I think that's <laughs> keeps him under Boy, lock. Here. It has it has been a weird summer for the Wild. Oh my goodness! The big story was will Kaprizov get put in the gulag with Brittany Griner? Yes, I really we really need to like just uh, kidnap Matt Wells and just have him talk about what he heard, and then we won't be able to repeat any of it on air. But I bet we could make him talk. He likes IPA. Like I, I've, yeah. got a, I've got a source for IPAs. He likes beer, and he's a genuinely affable individual. Oh, so. one of the nicest dudes. He'll on talk. So, yeah, he'll talk. He'll, he'll let us know what really happened. If, if there was like any bribe money, or if, you know, he had to go. What, like, if, what if he was the one? What if he was like running an Argo kind? What of if he was the mule? What if he's? <laughs> oh, he had to bring like blue jeans over there because that's what the Russians like: are blue jeans and Pepsi colas. Uh, <laughs> don't don't say that when I'm trying to drink I know. my Sorry fresco over here. <laughs> Sorry, I that. almost spit beer everywhere. Sorry about that. Blue jeans. I my, blue jeans. Okay, Ronald Reagan. I'm just saying I'm a child of the '80s. I, I remember. <laughs> I remember certain things. 
Are we going to talk about the Scorpions solving ending the Cold War? <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Um, gosh. Um, and let's see. Yeah, Timberwolves probably start next week or the week after that. So hopefully uh, that gives uh, Anthony Edwards less time to be on social media, um, <laughs> which would be nice. Um, <laughs> Just yeah. To... I know. Oh, the less, oh, said, the less said the better. Just what are you to... doing? What are you, what are you doing? doing? You could own this town. Just don't do stupid just shit. Like don't I, I know he's young, but Jesus, just yeah. But there's just because you're young doesn't mean I know it necessarily doesn't that shit at all. No, my kids that, are the same age. They don't do that shit. Yeah. Um, um, oh, uh, other sports. John, what's happening to your loons? No, it's it's been it it's, it was it's been it's kind been of a strange. Freaking roller coaster for your loons. So <laughs> they. With seven games to go in the season, they they had just beaten Austin, which is one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Minnesota dominated that game. They, then they beat Houston. I guess the game that I'm thinking of, they beat Houston. They had a comeback win against Houston. Houston's terrible, but they came back and beat them. And at that point, there were seven games to go in the season. They had 44 points, and 49 points almost always makes the playoffs. So I remember thinking, they need five points out of their last seven games. They can... The way they're playing, they they can trip and fall across that playoff line, no problem. That was seven games ago. Now there are two games ago in the season still, and they don't need five points anymore. They need four points to get to forty nine. It's been it's been a slog. They've had a couple of disasters. They've had well three disasters, one draw, and one that they lost and should have won. And it's not been good. They. The, the the short version is that their 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 goalkeeping went from it went from otherworldly to league average or maybe a little bit worse. That didn't help. They they had two season long injuries. If you look at the the the, the defense that they were going to start the season with, they lost two of the guys off that defense before the season even started, mm-hmm. and it worked out okay until they lost a third one. Then again, that was right that Houston game that I mentioned before. They lost that, and so. Losing three quarters of your defense in one season is not a recipe for success, and <laughs> they're going to struggle. They 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 they've struggled with injuries. They've struggled with guys getting suspended for doing stupid stuff, and they they struggle with just not having a lot of depth. And they gotta because they don't have a lot of depth in their organization. They've got to go out and make signings and try to get guys out of the Paraguayan league and stuff like that. And maybe they work and maybe they don't, but it's not a it's not a great way to try to to try to fill holes in the middle of the season of trying to go out and get a guy from a different country. His family's not here. He's got to adapt to a new league and a new city. It, it it's not it's not good for the player and it's not good for the team. So they're they're struggling right now. They've got yeah. two games left against two teams that probably aren't going to make the playoffs. But right now, that doesn't matter at all. Right now, they got to find a way to get probably probably just one win, maybe a win and a draw out of those two games. Ideally, they play San Jose. Are they at home or are they on the road? They're on the road with San Jose, and then they're at home against Vancouver. And ideally, they would win that San Jose game because San Jose is the worst team in the West. And then they could be a little more relaxed on the final day, I think. But it's they're off for a couple of weeks. It's probably a good time because they're going to get a little more healthy and a little more well-rested, which when you have a lot of injuries and no depth, 
is always going to be a problem for you. So it, yeah. that'll help them. They hopefully will get across the line. But after that, I mean, getting into the playoffs is one thing. And obviously that's where you want to be. But especially if they don't manage to somehow get up into the home playoff spots, that top four, which doesn't look real likely right now, going on the road and trying to beat Nashville or Dallas or whoever they'd end up playing. Not an easy thing. <laughs> to be fair, the two teams I just mentioned, they already beat on the road this year, but it's wow. they're they're in rough shape right now. Yeah, they're in rough I mean, shape and it's it's a little bit of like it's it's a little bit like with with the twins and you look at all the injuries they've had in the field and you say, What could have been if they had Buxton healthy and Kirilov healthy and you know everybody <laughs> healthy if they didn't have to play Matt Walner and Gilberto Celestino and Jake Cave every night. What could the twins have been like? In the same way with Minnesota United, it's like what what would it have been like if Roman Metonier hasn't gotten hurt? What if they didn't end up chase, trading Chase Gasper and Asani Dotson doesn't get hurt? And all of these guys that started the season with a team that honestly didn't start the season with a lot of depth, but even <laughs> even what little depth they had is getting tested now, like Bakai Dibas he is hurt. And it what what could this season have been if they didn't have to endure all those things? But you know injuries are part of the game and they still got to go out and it if they weren't to make the playoffs it would be one of the greatest collapses in mls history so let's hope they avoid that yeah it's the context clue i had got for this is like um you're familiar with loon's twitter oh loon's twitter is a fiery place. Is, i mean they're they're quick to anger especially with the matter of adrian heath but with like this latest slide, it's been more they're all Richie Tenenbaum taking off his shoe <laughs> on the court. They're just they're just so sad. And this they have like distant anger in their hearts, but they don't know how to express it. And I just I worry so much for Loon's Twitter right now because they're not angry. They're just they're just they're sad. Just, they're just sad and gray. Well, they're angry, but they're also sad. Well, they're always angry. I mean, even when they're winning, they're still just furious about something. God but bless now, them. Now they're just, now they're just like. God bless bleak. them. Yeah, they're like Irish poets right now. They are not in a good place. They are at the bottom of a well. And I, I worry about all of you at Loon's Twitter, all of you. And I know you can hear this because <laughs> you guys know everything i just they're the most media media like they know everything that's going on at all times that's right they're tweeting you right now it's it's basically i mean it's it's i don't want to compare them to vikings twitter because that's very mean vikings it, twitter is a dark place vikings twitter is a very uh, loons twitter is like if vikings twitter's dads were nice to them <laughs> does that make sense like they had kind parents who, helped, who encouraged them to follow their dreams um whereas vikings Twitter is like their dads put out cigarettes on their chest to make them tougher, but and they thought that was actually good. Um, so I did, I did again. I just I worry about Loon's Twitter, man. They're just they're they're gentle souls who are uh, filled with rage, and right now they're in a it's a, they're in a very dark dark place. <laughs> so good luck good luck to them. I, I good luck to Loon's need, Twitter. Good luck to Loon's Twitter because boy, you guys need it. Um, I got a top yeah. six list here, John. All right, it's top six time. We're yeah, getting down to that part of the evening, aren't we? We're, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, how's go for volleyball? They're like the no, new, hey, they're the go, coolest go thing volleyball. in town. Um. Okay, here we go, John. All right, what top six do we have tonight? 
these are the top six Vikings backup quarterbacks backs my dad loved, but they never panned out. <laughs> I hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to write down who I think is number one on this list. And I'm just going to, I'll have it. I can hold it up to the camera mm. after this is done. Okay. But I'm going to write it down now. Okay. And we'll see. We'll see how I did. All right, go. Okay. Okay. Number six. And again, okay. Oh, let's do the asterisk here first. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to include backups who eventually became good, like Brad Johnson or Wade Wilson. Okay. These are backups. Duly noted. Yeah. Who my dad thought were going to be good, but they never quite panned but they out. They never panned out. Yeah. Number six, the general Bob Lee. Before you were born, John. <laughs> Way back. I remember old. dad being dad being sick of Fran Tarkenton's shit. Bob Lee was going to be the guy who took over. He he did not. Didn't Bob Lee get his chance when Fran left? Um, like before yeah, Joe but, then, but Tommy, Tommy, yeah, Tommy Kramer ended up taking the gig. So number five, Steve Dills. Steve, Steve Dills, everybody. The immortal Steve. Dills. The immortal Steve Dills. Oh God, he he was so bad, um, and he was like I think he was Kramer's backup, and that's when my dad got dissatisfied <laughs> with uh, Tommy. Um, Steve Dills was the original Kellen Mond. I think he was. He was he was a poor man's Josh Freeman. Um, <laughs> number four, Steve Bono. <laughs> Didn't he, he go on to a pretty decent career with the Chiefs? Yeah, he did. He had like a 90-yard touchdown run that took like 27 yeah, seconds to complete. I remember that. I it was like one of those naked that. bootlegs because nobody would, thought they would run the naked bootleg with Steve Bono on their own 10-yard line. And but he, just, was, he, was so, he must have been over the 50 before anybody on the defense realized who had the ball because otherwise somebody would have caught him. He's yeah, still they running. Still, they were still chasing like whoever he, whoever he play fakes too, I think. If you, but, yeah. if you get to Arrowhead Stadium early before a game, mm-hmm. you can still see him trying to reach that end zone. It was it was funny as hell. Oh God! Um, I think he ended up doing like colored on uh, some CBS, like you know, whenever Jacksonville would play a road game against Houston, that's where they would uh, stick Steve Bono. Um, number three, the stake, Sean Salisbury. <laughs> a surprisingly, a surprising, a surprisingly famous Sean Salisbury. Surprisingly famous. They got on ESPN, then I think some weird stuff happened with like a Deadspin interview, and mm. I, yeah, I think that sounds that, right. Yeah, it sounds very right. Um, number two, most recent one on the list, Kyle Sloter. <laughs> you, you really believed in old Kyle? You really Sloter. believed in Kyle Sloter? I was like, Dad, I I don't know how to tell you this. I love you, but it's not going to be Kyle Sloter. It's never going to happen. Be Kyle Sloter. Was Nothing Kyle Sloter the one who hurt himself punching a door? I think that was Tyler Thigpen. Mm, I can't remember for sure. Yeah, Tyler Thigpen ended up being like the number three at uh, at uh, with the Chiefs. I think so. Um, all right, I'm so right. excited for number one here. Number one, you know him, you love him, you can't live without him. I think he's still playing in the CFL. McLeod, Bethel. Thompson, <laughs> MBT, MBT is he still I, playing in the CFL? We need. I to believe he's still playing in the CFL. I and I also think Bethel Thompson is his last name. I believe his middle name was Balthazar. McLeod Balthazar Bethel Thompson, I believe, was his full given that name. Can't be right. We're gonna look him up right now because that you can. But I'm almost certain I'm oh right. Oh my, McLeod. Not only that, McLeod John Balthazar Bethel Thompson. <laughs> Oh God! And I think all right. We're gonna we're gonna give him two middle names. What do you? The first one's got to be John. What yeah. do we do with the second one? 
Uh, hold on. Don't say no right away. Balthazar. Balthazar. It's in the Bible. It's next to Deuteronomy, but I'm not going to give him a name like Deuteronomy. That would be insane. How about Balthazar? Yeah. Melkar? No, 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 no. Don't do anything weird. Stick with Balthazar. <laughs> and um, I, I. Yep. He's played in the I, CFL with the Argonauts. Toronto no, Argonauts. He's the Argonaut pride, John. Um, His rocket is miles still there. It's very possible. Um, other guy, I, I almost put Bauman on the list, but Bauman ended nice. up starting. Yep, he ended up starting too much. So I, otherwise, I would have had him on there. Yeah, I thought for sure it was going to be Todd Bauman. I oh, yeah, he sure won one. He, yeah, he did. He did because he knew that he bounced at the bar I went to at in St. Cloud. <laughs> but I think he played too many games, and he was just okay enough to make the cut. Exactly. That reminds me. Because also had was a backup for a while, and he was he was so the Delaware Blue Hen. Um, Rich so yeah, Cannon was, was the one. Thanks to WCCO's Steve Cannon, mm-hmm. my dad always called Rich Cannon Steve Cannon <laughs> on for years and years. Uh, no, because I mean, think about You're my trouble. Dad, that's what happens. Yep. You, just, you get your names mixed up every once in a while, and that's what. Think happens. about think about how much trouble I have with names, and then just transpose that back to another generation. <laughs> I don't know. Have we ever had a trouble with names on the show, John? Have I? <laughs> it's we never are, come up before. We're horrible. We are horrible at names. And, you know, we just try our best. It's usually not good enough. <laughs> this but, reminds me, we also, we, in the green room, we also discussed the top four. Uh, mm-hmm. An auxiliary top four to go with the top Yes, six. we can do this. And it was the top. <laughs> the, this is an auxiliary list. The top four St. Cloud bars that either burned down or exploded. Yes. Uh, This is the top four St. Cloud bars that either burned down or exploded within the last 25 to 30 years. Right. Uh, That last caveat is important. (laughs) Number four is Pirate's Cove, which actually is in Sartell. It burned down. (laughs) Number three, Tom's on ninth. It exploded. (laughs) Um, And just mention how many of these were arson? um, I don't. Let's see. I think number four might have been. I don't know if that ever got proven or not. Number three was a natural gas leak that like killed four people. It All blew right. up a pizza place in a law firm. And just, <laughs> it was not great. Um, number two, Ultimate Sports Bar, Wade Park, which has been rebuilt. And that was a kitchen fire that was not arson. Mm. That I know of. But number um, one, I believe. Number one, arson. the press bar and parlor, arson. They found the gas can in his living room. <laughs> he admitted it the minute he got caught, which is amazing. hard. When Just amazing uh, behavior. To rise to number one on this list, you really yeah. got to have that little extra something. You know, so, if I'm an arsonist, you know what? I'm going to get rid of first the evidence. That's again, I like that's, the, that's just me as a, thinking about arson. As we, mm-hmm. as I'm wont to do, uh, I'm gonna. This is your source. The sportive has always been your source for good advice about arson. <laughs> yes, legally, you should get rid of the evidence if you're going to commit a crime. But again, I'm, I'm a hopeless dreamer when it comes to schemes and heists. You're a schemer. And, You're a dreamer. Yeah, I'm a schemer and a heister. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a wife and a mother. And don't you forget <laughs> it. Um. All right. John, I think that we've, I think we've exhausted our content. We covered all the sports. We yeah. mentioned go for football, go for basketball, and go for volleyball. Yeah. I I, we talked about Arizona's head coaching situation. This we is did. all the kind of stuff that the listeners wanted. Demand. From us. 
yeah, gosh, I don't think, yeah, I suppose um, next, maybe, maybe not next week, but maybe the week after the week should, when does the regular season start for the, uh, the hockey and the basketball ads? Uh, like October. Yeah, hockey starts the first week of October. The first games of the okay. So next so. show should be like the hockey preview show. Yeah, that. next show will be halfway through the hockey season, yep. and the NBA season will have started by then too. So that'll be perfect. Cool. cool. And I can struggle to come up with hockey turds and bros. Yep. And chicken can struggle to come up with basketball turds and bros. <laughs> chicken great. can do his usual thing where he predicts the Timberwolves to have a record of 0 at 95 or something like that. And the, the fact that he's been fairly close with a couple of those predictions yeah. indicates closer how than, bad it has closer been than the rest of us. for many years. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, sweet. Well, that was a good show prep there, John. We gave I know. listeners we a peek a lot. inside the curtain for, <laughs> for the shows that will probably never get recorded because it'll be another month before we can get two of us in a room together. How, how's your youngest daughter doing with the first week of college, the first couple of weeks of college? Doing great. Uh, Chicago is to their liking. They really are enjoying it. And uh, yeah, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's weird not having them around. I mean, Celia comes over enough to help us feel like we're needed, you know, like take me out to dinner. Okay, sure. (laughs) Can it be somewhere expensive? (laughs) Can we we prove our worth? So it's, (laughs) it's, it's weird, man, but uh, yeah, we're getting used to it. It's, it feels almost like a phantom limb. Like you're forgetting something like God, I leave my kid at the bus stop. That type of thing is like, no, they're in Chicago. They're at college. Now you don't need to fret about them and make sure they're home in time. They're on their own. And it's, yeah, it is, it's different. It's, I'm glad it's working out, but it is, it's still, it it, is, it, we're still getting used to it, man. It's, it's one, and when things settle down on like on the work front and we're home more at night, my guess is that'll be even more apparent about how different it is because there's nobody upstairs, you know, nobody wants to like watch a movie or something or needs to ride somewhere or get, needs to get picked up from somewhere. It's, right. yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's, 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 it is a definite lifestyle change. It's like, it's like, a, I'm trying to think of a thing that'll be going on in your life. Like get, when you get both kids out of daycare, it's going to be, I, that type it, of thing. it's still so amazing to me. Just the fact that it, your youngest mm-hmm. is off to college in the same year that my oldest Mm-hmm. is going to kindergarten <laughs> yep. we're just we're not all that far apart age-wise oh, we and yet in life stage we, we had our kids younger that's the, it, literally we just had our kids younger that's really right. the difference between you and i so it's, it's just amazing it's amazing and again to see, it's, and uh, yeah I and mean, you're yeah. not the only one man it's it's pretty common for me to run like people in their like early to mid 40s who have very young children and yeah. i'm just like him you know i'm 51 but i'm 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 out of the game i and now that I have young kids in my 40s, boy, I wish that I'd had them younger than I did. Yeah. <laughs> There's I'm, pros I'm and so cons to both now. approaches, man. I'm so old, and my <laughs> children are this so young. This is the fourth time I brought it up in the podcast, but Jesus, we were broke. <laughs> we just had no money. <laughs> Everything went to daycare and diapers, and it's, oh, oh my God. It was a struggle. But um, it's, yeah, it, that, it's, funny. it's funny how the podcast is just, it, it's set up like I can see every future life stage, like, Brandon's kids are now in school and he's saying things like my children don't need me anymore, but they're still young enough to not 
where I mean, he's at a he's at a basketball meeting right now. He's yeah. meeting he, he's for meeting another, about like, youth at least another half hour on a Tuesday yeah. night. He's at a fucking correct basketball a basketball meeting. board. That meeting. seems to me that Jesus, I don't miss that. I don't miss that at all. And like that's where that's where chicken was back when we started the podcast. That's where chicken was. And Brandon was where I'm now. And you were like out front of everybody. And now you're out front of everybody. Chickens at the point that you were when we started the pod. Everybody just moving up one slot yeah. in yeah. the podcast. Time, time mortality is undefeated, man. Yeah. The march I mean, of time is absolutely they, they it's, do, it, it doesn't lose. It's a race. Will yeah. my kids be out of the house before <laughs> we're all dead? It's a real race. They will be. It happens. I How didn't think whatever us- happened for me. I just assumed they were going to be here forever, and now they're not. That's right. And so. now they're not, and you're sad. Yeah. Not, not, eh. Sad sometimes, but also very, you know, happy. And, you know, my wife and I still get along, which is nice. That's nice. That's <laughs> so nice. We can, go, we can go do stuff. I mean, that's, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a change. And I think it's, I think it's great. We've got, Going out four times a week, stew and a happy stew, all rolled up into one stew yeah. package. And the, to be clear, it was six times, not four. Six so, times. Oh my gosh! That's so, I'm so fucking tired, John. <laughs> Why? How are you not asleep right now? I know. I went to the gym today just so I could. Oh like, man! It was. Oh my god! It was. It was awful. Just everything was like. Oh yeah, I went out drinking that night. That night, and that was a big meal. That night, that, oh god, I had pizza like three nights in a row. It was like everything. Just like yeah, this is I. This is not sustainable. <laughs> you're at the gym. You're working out. You're sweating. You can smell pizza, even though I, you haven't had pizza I can smell, for three I, days. I can smell oregano and IPAs. It was, <laughs> it was not great. So yeah, I'm, hopefully it slows down here a bit. So I'm, this this fresco was delicious for the record. The, it's a great, so great product. The Coca-Cola company really has a winner on their hands. That's my opinion. So, <laughs> All right. That's enough non-sports yeah. talk as well. All righty. Well, All right. Bye, Stu. You know, yeah, bye, we, never, we never did get chicken here. I hope he's okay. Yeah, he's fine. I just, I'm sure he's, I mean, again, he's the, he was driving somewhere, picking somebody up and probably dropping somebody off. And I was hoping right. he could like get a hour clear, but that doesn't always happen. So. Maybe he stopped for four, four parking lot beers like Brandon. God, he deserves it. <laughs> All right. Great. Later. Later does later to you, the listener. Later. That's a terrible later. ending. Yep. Later, pals. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.